AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So I guess you thought it was a game. See, I'm not... Bishop is still praying for me. I, I come from the school of Tupac. I'm a rider. I'm a straight rider. You don't want to mess with me. You don't want to what? Mess with me. See, I'm, I'm not your average Negro. Hold up. Ted, I'm going to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no tape. I'm going to get a little bit rough. It's about standing for justice. You either with us or you not. I'm here for those who really believed in the American process. All of us. You play with me if you Straight shot, no chaser. With your girl Tesla Figaro on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, everybody? This is your girl Tesla Figaro, straight shot, no chaser. Today, I am so excited. You have not had an opportunity for me to interview a comedian yet, and I couldn't think of anyone better to interview first is the homie Big Ja. This man is one of the funniest men on the internet in stand-up, Instagram, Facebook. If you have not caught any of his stand-up, you certainly will after listening to this interview. I cannot think of anybody that has made me laugh more, especially during this pandemic, other than Big Josh straight from the West, representing the West Side. California was happening, Big Josh. Let me say it in the way you say it. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening, Tesla? What's cracking with it? What's up? Um, Thanks for having me, man. I'm appreciative and all that. I'm about to have fun. We about to crack it and, and joke around and get some information uh, back and forth. We're going to do it all. We're going to do it big. You put out so much content. I mean, back to back to back to back to back to back. But I don't know. And maybe I haven't looked hard enough. I watch all of your skits, everything that you do. But I haven't really heard an opportunity to hear from you, you know, as a person. 
to be interviewed, to really know like who you are. I know where you're from, but I really am intrigued by, and those who know me, Charlemagne calls me the hood whisperer. And what that means is I translate politics into terminology that is easy to understand. Not because that's the only thing that they can understand, but because I want my homies to know, particularly those in California, to know that everything they've been doing about gangbanging is exactly like politics. They just didn't know it. They didn't realize that when you look at California, L.A., how Inglewood is, you know, surrounded by crypt territories, that that's just like, you know, Republicans and Democrats. They didn't realize that everything, every level in the set, OG, YG, BG, it's just like senator, Congress, mayor. I mean, literally the organization, the flow, how you push the trap, how you push the work. It is exactly like Crips and Bloods. So I try to use my experience from the late late 90s to translate in a way that people can understand. In fact, I explained to one of my homies out there, shout out to Kenny Boy from Crenshaw Mafia, how to understand the electoral college using Inglewood family. And I won't use that time to go here, you know, because they couldn't understand the difference between the popular vote and the electoral college. And so I use sets and territories, you know, to make it make sense. So what attracted me to you was, first of all, you always push in the hood. You're always including that. And and I've never seen anybody really do that in their comedy. You know, you talk about it, but you've like really centered things that really ain't funny, like the blood and crypt stuff, and you've made them laugh. Even some of my homies, shout out to Taco, Center Park, Inglewood family, mm-hmm. out there now, you know, in L.A. And he laughed at Tiberius. He laughed at, you know, the the blood and crypts. Um, CMB Classics. CMB yes, Classics, the yeah. CMB Classics. Nigga, that shit is hilarious. Yeah. And you had them really laughing. So I wanted to know about you. Like, tell me your experience and how you made that comedy and also how did you do it without it being disrespectful? Because, you know, niggas oh, yeah, be kind of yeah. sensitive about certain oh, yeah, shit. yeah, for sure. Well, if you... Well, I, I'll just start from... I'm, I'm from South Central LA. You know, I grew up on the West Side, 94th of Vermont. Um, I'm not affiliated with any gangs. I'm not a part of any gangs. I know a lot of gang members growing up in LA. Where I'm from, I'm from the... I'm, I'm, I'm an 80s baby, so I grew up in the 80s and the 90s. And uh, in LA... West Coast, that the gang culture is prevalent. It's still prevalent, very prevalent now. But even like the 80s and 90s, 90s for sure, 80s for sure. But 90s, it's like, that's my time of growing up. And a lot of people from where I'm from can't, don't really have an outlet to watch anything that, you know, I mean, they might find the funny is funny. So you can, it, it can be stuff that you can't necessarily relate to, but if it's funny, it's funny. However, with this hood good comedy that I, that I like to uh, put out, I think, this is something that, that that people where I'm from can directly relate to what I'm doing, relate to the comedy, can find it funny, can really, you know what I'm saying? They remember a situation like that when they grew up or they were the situation, you know what I'm saying? So I love growing up watching like Don't Be a Menace, The Wood, Menace of Society, of course, Boys in the Hood. And we don't even see that stuff out no more. Like We don't see anything like that, any West Coast uh, representation of, uh, mm-hmm. of lifestyle outside of Snowfall, which I love, it's a great show. Um, but awesome really, show. Yeah, so when I when I when I set out to do my content, my content is for us, the culture, the uh, not game banging culture, but West Coast. Right. culture. it's for everybody. Yeah. It's for anybody. I, I I have people walk up to me of all different races, age ranges, and they like and they love the content, and I'm flattered by it, and I'm honored by it. However, initially, when I was saying this is for the hood, this is like this kind of this this particular sketch, I know if anybody's gonna like it, it's gonna be the people from the hood. Like you know, what I'm saying so. And, and so that's kind of now 
I set out to to to, to they were they were my target audience initially, but when it's all said done with my comedy as a whole, my, everybody's my target audience. You know. Yeah, but you have millions of followers. Man, it's been a blessing to get that far. You know, it started off slow and steady, but I mean, now I feel like I'm in a place where I'm still, I still got to rock, I still got to push forward and, and still expand the brand. But yeah, uh, I'm proud of where I, how far I've come and um, the hard work did pay off. So, would you consider yourself a sympathizer? Oh, for sure. Yeah, like I'm yeah. a major sympathizer. I'm, I'm oh, assuming yeah. you lean on the left side a little bit, on the left side of politics. Oh, yeah. Or am I yeah. guessing? Or do you lean oh, yeah. towards the right? Those who are listening, the left is the crip side. The right side is the blood side. Again, just like politics, left side, right side. I'm going to keep it 100. I grew up in crip hood. I grew up in, yeah. in, in, and most of my family members are crips. And I have family members that are, that are bloods too. So I wouldn't say I lean. When I was younger, you had to you had to choose. You know what I'm saying? When I was, I'm, yeah. grown, I'm a grown man now, so I'm not partial to anyone, but yeah, I grew up in um, I grew up in Crip Hood, so uh, the way I dressed, the way I talked, the way I moved was definitely towards world, towards like the Crip energy. You know what I'm saying? Because you had to. You know what I'm saying? So wherever you grew up at, is where you pay. Basically. That's what you were. Unless that's you're gonna be absolutely. out, unless you're gonna be in the house, and I was never. That's in the house. that's yeah, exactly you know it. That's so on point. I talked about that in my first Breakfast Club interview. Shout out to my homie uh, Mandrell Dean, rest in peace. He was in my neighborhood. It was only one crip that lived in my neighborhood. I grew up in a neighborhood, North Highlands, Oklahoma City. It was a Pyro neighborhood. One crip lived there. My best friend, she was a Grape Street. Her her mm. brother was neighborhood 60. And we would walk through the hood and Mandrell, we had on what we call milkshakes and Cortez's and Chuck's and all every, all your attire that yeah. now I see them in politics. Like, in no disrespect to Senator Harris, but when she wore her Chuck's, everybody's like, oh, it's so cool to wear Chuck. But to me, Chuck's is a lifestyle. Like, it's not just a fashion statement. You know what I mean? It comes from a certain era. Yeah. And we would walk through the hood and you're absolutely right. If you had on the wrong color, if you had, a, and a lot of that has changed. But back in the 90s, late 90s, early 90s, you were whatever you were in that neighborhood. Yeah. And if you didn't, you absolutely right. You know, you will stay yeah. in the house for sure. That's a problem. Mostly you kind of tell the guys that you grew up with who stayed in the house and who didn't, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So I, I was always outside. So I had to be, I had to be in pocket at all times. So it, it, I, I went to school in the 40s and I went, I, I lived in the 90s and in the, in the 9-4. I, I got to take two buses to get to school every day. So I'm going through different hoods in the morning and on the way back too. So I've always I was I was always getting into shit. My content is is from basically where I'm from, my upbringing, my experiences. Those are those are not my only experiences, but those are right, right. My first my first 15 years was that. You know what I'm saying? I went I went up to college and experienced a lot of different things and different people, different lifestyles and cultures and whatnot. But growing up in LA in San Diego, I, I spent time in San Diego back and forth. San Diego, which is like a I would say I used to say a water down LA, but I would say like a uh, a smaller version of LA, and it's blood mm-hmm. central in LA, San Diego. I grew up in all yeah. crip hoods in LA, and I moved to San Diego, and there's predominantly blood gangs out there. So, but you know, you navigate through both, you navigate through life, and and you come out. Not I wouldn't say unscathed, but you come out alive. So yeah, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm here. So yeah. my my humor is uh, relatable because even game bangers, even gangsters, they know like. They they know the bloods know and Crips know they say Loken and blood fifteen times in one sentence. <laughs> so so, and, so uh, and they know it's you know, a, a lot of times they they'll see a sketch that I shoot that I make about that type of stuff about that that topic and they find it funny because oh that is me blood that is I, I, that I, I, is I blood, I'll be doing that. <laughs> so, it's, so I, I feel like I feel like they can find some humor 
in themselves. Yeah, you know that, that's it. And that that's what I love, which is so important. Just one kind of going back to what you said a moment ago about it wasn't your only experience. And that's so important. Like, that's not my only experience. I'm, I do commentary on national media, on Fox News, different places, Revolt, yeah. whatever. Black Effect is the spot where I, I really get to show all of, not just my diversity, but our diversity as a whole. It's right. not just one experience. Yeah. And people seem to think that if you come from a certain side of the tracks or you or if you are around a certain you know group of folks, that that's the only thing you know. No, that's not the only thing that I know. That's just one part of me. Right. And what I try to do in politics is the same that you're doing in comedy, not leaving those experiences behind. Mm -hmm. And so if I can take what I learned and what I know and be able to translate and be a hood whisperer so people can understand you know, what I'm talking about and understand how they have a role in politics and that right. politics really just been on some gangster shit this whole time. And people just don't know a Trump mm -hmm. is a very good example. Oh, I mean, yeah. he's straight up. He gangster all the way to. And when I a lot of younger people say, oh, that's not gangster what he's doing. And I tell them gangster doesn't mean good. It means gangster. When I'm saying he pulled a gangster move, I mean, literally, nigga, you acting like you Tiberius. You know, right. you are literally acting like somebody from a hood that's pushing a line that don't give a damn about who it is, who it affects, who it, it bothers, who whatever. They're pushing a line for the set. That's what Trump did in politics. It's not that I'm saying that's the right thing to do. It's not that I'm saying that's how it should be. I'm telling you what it is because I've been nothing but around gangsters my whole life. And I know a G when I see one. And that is exactly what Trump did. He didn't give a damn about. Let's just go. ahead. He was he was red from the red team, the Republicans. He didn't give a damn about what Crips was talking about. Anybody can bang in their own hood. But who going to go over to the to the enemy's territory and bang? That's what Trump did. He pushed the line. I'm not a supporter of him by no stretch of imagination. I just try to get people to see that we need some gangsters on our side of the on our side of the aisle too. Right, fire, I mean, fire for sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Very true. Uh, yeah, and um, I'm gonna keep it on. I'm not huge on politics. I don't. Yeah. I'm not very knowledgeable. I should be. My mom and my pops. I mean, stay current with the current news and understand what's going on in the world. I have a. I have a somewhat understanding of what's going on, but I. I, I if I'm sitting in front of a. Uh, a room full of people who 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 watch, who watch politics and study it and read it. And, I will, I'll, I'll just be, I have to sit back and listen. You know what I'm yeah, saying? But that's okay, though. See, that's the reason why this is so important. You know, mm -hmm. this opportunity is important. I was interviewing Charlemagne, and he said the same thing you said. I'm not an expert in politics. I don't know nah. about politics. But the point is to have a gateway mm -hmm. to somebody that is and somebody that you can sit down and talk to right. and just say, let me break this shit down to you on a way, not because that's not the only thing you understand. It's just the quickest way for me to get through when I'm talking to a homie. And I'm like, okay, you know how Inglewood family got this set, this set, this set. This is the electoral college. This is the popular vote. Who has more power? The OGs or the, or the YGs? Do the YGs have more power just because it's a whole, it's a lot more of them? Or do the yeah. OGs have more power? Obviously, the OGs do because they have more influence. So right. it's not a matter of everybody being an expert of everything. I don't know about comedy. I don't know about what you do. I don't know about how you put your skits together and things like that. Right. The point is, brother, that we all bring our common knowledge to the table and be able to sit down with somebody that we trust to at least be able to explain things, not try to move you one way or the other, but right. to know that you're out there. What I love about your comedy, and this is what is really important, personally, a friend of mine was shot and paralyzed last year. So, yeah. And yeah, and he came, went out to L. was from L.A. originally, wasn't living in L.A. at the time, went out and just on some random fluke shit. 
Now, this guy has been banging his whole life, but he left that life a, a long time ago. And when I sent him your skits and it's able to make him laugh, because this is really why I wanted I wanted this on the record to tell you this. Right. When I sent him your skits and because he's really like super blood, like blood, every other words on blood, on blood, on blood, on blood. You know, this it's a part of who he right. is. Highly intelligent man. Arthur, 15 books. Wrote all his books while he was in prison there in Walmart, Barnes & Noble, all over the country. Shout out to Clifford Johnson, named Spud the Blood, who I met at 15 hmm. years old. You know what I mean? That man impacted my life. I wouldn't be here today had it not been for the homie looking out. It wasn't my daddy. wasn't my mom. It was the homies. It was Cribs. It was Bloods. They gave me what I needed to start my life, whether it was protect me in the streets, whether it was... I need money to be able to get my car from being repoed or or I need to be able to get an apartment when I move to Dallas or nothing but the shirt on my back. It was the homies that looked out for me. Right. And those same homies went and did time through mass incarceration, through doing first time nonviolent offenders. None of them have said they 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 feel that they shouldn't have been punished. The question was always about being over sentenced. Right. So I'm saying all that to say. When I'm on the phone with him and he's in pain, because one thing people don't understand about being paralyzed is you're in constant pain. It's not just a one time thing and then your legs go dead. It's constant spasms all the time. Excruciating pain. Yeah. When I send him your skits in, uh, in the middle of the night because he can't sleep and it's able to make him laugh like you need to know that you're touching people that come from that walk of life who have been affected by that walk of life. And still can find humor, not in what happened with him and not in glorifying a particular lifestyle, right. but something that they relate to, to be able to laugh and get through it, to get yeah. through yet another night. This is real shit. That type of pain, people get suicidal. You mm -hmm. know, they want to end their life. Mm -hmm. When you talk about this guy's your size, Ja, that's a mm -hmm. lot for a man to come down from being, I don't know how tall you are, but he's 6'3", six, 6'4", six, yeah. you know, almost 300 pounds and you lose all of your physical ability. It take a lot for a man to get through the night a and lot. And keep pushing and keep yeah. going on. Yeah. And so you've been a blessing to that. And I wanted you to know that that it's not just me making me laugh or others through a pandemic, but really touching people who have been affected by the hood. And when you say you're not political, that's good because you haven't, I noticed you haven't put any of that in your comedy. Mm -hmm. And for me, I talk about politics 24 seven. I don't want to, I really, sometimes I need an outlet to just laugh about something that don't right. have shit to do with right. Donald Trump. Right. So did you know that you were impacting people in that way? Have you got stories written yeah. people wrote to you? Over the years, I went on like I went on tour last last summer, summer of 2019, and I went on a comedy tour and I met a lot of people over the over the over the country, throughout the country that, you know, were fans and I had meet and greet setups and people would come up and we would talk for a little bit. And even even when I go live on my own app, on my app, I, I go live and I talk to people and they tell me all these things you're telling me too. Not specifically what you just told me, but something along the lines of it. And I appreciate it. I, I do it for that, you know, to be honest with you, because a lot of people like Spud the Blood. I can't speak for him per se, but I've, I, I know people, enough people in his in his lifestyle or his former lifestyle to where a lot of stuff, when you live that type of lifestyle, you can't laughing at certain things ain't, ain't funny to you. So like they mm -hmm. might not be able to relate to something that come on TV that's supposed to be funny to everybody else. They might be like, that's corny, blood. Or that's mm -hmm. corny. Cause I, I, that's, 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 that's it corny. What can I, what can they laugh at? What can they relate to? And a lot of times it's the stuff I put out, you know what I'm saying? And this is what they're telling me. I'm not making this up. This is what I thought would mm -hmm. happen. And then it actually did happen. They say, man, I, I find your shit funny because I can relate to it. I've been there mm -hmm. before. 
you know, or I know somebody just like that. And comedy and anything, especially, but comedy for sure is, is relatable. People, mm-hmm. people sort of gra- gravitating towards a certain person because of how much he or she is relatable. You know what I'm saying? How they can relate to that person and what he or she says. And I think hopefully, with a, with a lot, I'm sure I strike out sometimes and, and some of the stuff I do might not be that funny, but I feel like a lot of times I, I put something out there that's funny to um, hopefully the masses. And if not in particular, to the people that I know grew up the same way I did. You know, mm-hmm. I would no, disagree. that shit is funny. That shit is funny. Yeah. You tell me sometimes you straight out. No, that shit is funny. No, I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. One of my favorite skits is where she's from. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm telling you, I had a homeboy. And just for those who listen, I'll just kind of set it up quickly. It's a skit where you do where a guy from the West Coast falls in love with a, with a girl mm-hmm. from the East Coast. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he transforms into somebody from New York. I swear on everything. My homeboy, Corey Watley, mm-hmm. is just like that character. Rest in peace, Corey. Mm-hmm. All growing up, it's always been West Coast. 
And then all of a sudden, when Wu-Tang Clan came out in high school, yeah. he just literally became that dude. And I remember sitting, just like the, the characters that were sitting there saying, what did you do? And start doing, reciting E-40 and try to get him, mm-hmm. like, snap yeah. him back to a yeah. Yeah. Hey, bro, come back, come back, bro. Do it. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. That, a lot of a lot of stuff. I, I, a lot of stuff I write is stuff that really happened to me or happened to someone right next to me. So like, so that happened. Yeah, I'm from LA. Grew up in South Central. My mom is from Harlem. She's from New York. So when I went okay. off to college, I'm the youngest. When I went off to school, she moved back to New York in 20 in, in 2000. And so every summer, every Christmas, and every summer, I would go see my mom. I would be out there. You know what I'm saying? I'm out in New York now. So what the lady, what the yams at? So yeah. I remember I'd be out, I would be out there so often. When I would come home, I would use some of the terminology just subconsciously. Like for my cousins, they would talk yeah. a certain way that would be people I meet out there and talk, son, yo, you got me mad tight. Son, it's brick out here. It's cold out here. Son, it's real brick. Mad brick, son. <laughs> and, uh, so I start saying stuff like that to them. They're like, hey, nigga, what girl got you twisted up in the head? So you <laughs> that, that yeah. was years ago. That was years ago when I was like in college. That was years. So and uh, a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of guys, especially big, big, big tough dudes. You don't got to be big, but tough dudes in general, they want a chick. Sometimes they like dudes like a chick that's aggressive. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's aggressive just like them. That turns them on. So I, I figure, and, and Coco, the chick, she's super sweet. The girl that plays the, in that, that's in that sketch, uh-huh. super, sweet, super talented chick. She's from Queens. She's really from New York. And she super is that t- She's literally like that. If she okay. Be, like she could be, hey, how you doing? I'm Coco. But if you get on, if you get upset, yo, son, I'm fuck that, yo. I, and she, yeah. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a pop off, son. I, she'll, she'll, she, she's getting, she getting sugar active. Most dudes who from the hood, we like chicks like that. That can, can of course both. you do. That's why I don't exactly. That's why I be struggling with dating because I. Yeah. I'm used to that. I don't know. I mean, I guess I've just been conditioned that way. When yeah. that's all you've ever dated, yeah. everybody to me is cornballs or yeah. corny or whatever. I right. hate I'm I hate I'm fucked up like that. I'm just gonna keep it real. Yeah. I wish I could <laughs> change my you mind. Fight. You know, you're gonna find somebody that's that, that can do both. Oh no. Someone that, that, that's refined. Like for, yeah. You, yeah, you gotta find a dude. I, my pops was like that. My pops rest in peace. He was like, he was a hood dude from Cleveland, Ohio. And you know what I'm saying? But like if you met you you would meet him, you're like, this dude's such a nice guy, so so refined. But he'd been in and out of jail most of his young his young life before he had me and, and, and my other siblings. But like he he's a dude that you going you would rock and respect as an OG dude. My dad would go to any 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 hood that I, I moved to and go find the biggest G in the hood. But how you doing, man? I'm Charles. I'm Ola. This is I'm that's my son over there, him right there with the little dovetail. That's that's my son. You know what I'm saying? Are you trying so, to hook me up with your daddy? No, he felt like you no. trying to be okay. No, 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 no. no I'm like, saying hook you up with somebody yeah. like him. Like, somebody okay. like him yeah, that, that that can relate to the the game and things you grew up with. That yeah, you dated, but he still, but he also got. He might have a business. He might. He got. He got. He's much yeah. refined. But yeah, yeah. he's gonna still keep you in check. Not and, and vice versa. No, it need to be. No, I need to be checked. No, yeah. you don't have to remember yeah. we, all that. Some women, shit is some women, some women yeah, no. hear that. Some women hear that and think like it's a it's a power struggle between men and women. I'm like, nah, no, it ain't no man, power struggle. You should have a man that should be able to check you, and you, you should damn be, right. And he should be a respectable enough person in the man for you to accept that. You know what I'm saying? If you don't Absolutely. respect your man, then he can't check you. Can't nobody that you don't respect check you. But if Absolutely. If, if you respect him and, and he walks in the, and he, he moves the way a man should move to, to gain respect and earn respect from his woman, him saying something when she might say something out of pocket, she should mm-hmm. be able to respect that. And that's what I mean when Absolutely. I say that. Absolutely. You don't have to break down to me. Just okay, break cool. that down to the listeners because I know yeah. what it is. Indeed. And everybody sure. out in Bible got hey. to check me, period. That's right. <laughs> and I remember a guy told me, well, you shouldn't want to be checked. No, it's not about that. It's about, I think people think independent, strong women 
There's a such thing as called being an alpha submissive. Alpha women can be submissive. We be looking for men that know how to, right. you know, that, that can straighten you out or what. And it's not saying I'm out here clowning and wilding. That's yeah. not what that is. It's saying that you, you know, if, if you see yeah. anything disrespectful, you're going to speak up. Right. I don't need right. nobody softer than me. Somebody got to right. be Boom. harder. And, exactly. and I don't and I don't want it to be me. Right. And I think that's a misconception. And yeah. in this woke space that I'm in. A lot of men think that that's how strong women are and they got it so twisted. Like, that's yeah. totally not how I am. And a lot of women that I know, that's not mm -hmm. how they are. So that's what comes with the dilemma of, you know, men yeah. that approach you. And then they approach you with this queen and king. And I'm from the hood. I am mean, I, I don't, we wasn't with the beloved yeah. and the king yeah. and the queen yeah. and all that's of that. Cool, I'm, I, 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 like, I like your approach. Like, what's happening? Look at them yams, yams baby. You look at yams. What's your name? What's your name? What's your name? I was cracking with it. <laughs> How can we do this later on? Let me get your digits. Let me get your numerics. Your numerics, yes. Yeah. See, I'm used uh, to that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and checking don't always mean that the woman is tripping or the man is tripping. Yeah. Checking be like, yeah. you could be. It's a. It's a second opinion. You gotta have yeah. a man in your life, a woman in your life, to where, hey, baby. Um, I said this to the homie. I don't, am I tripping? This is what I said. This is what he said, and I said this in response to what he said. And she could be like, or he could be like, yeah, you, you was tripping. You know what I'm saying mm -hmm. checking to see if the way you was moving is is okay or not, and he or she could check you and get this, but now nah, just realign you. It's always a realignment. I might be going, I might be straying off. I like that realignment. Yeah, <laughs> Speaking yeah. of realignment, let's go to one of my other favorite skits: redeem my stroke. Hey, <laughs> hey, yes indeed. No, now tell me, was that a personal experience that you here, got? <laughs> here's the thing: I'm gonna keep it a hundred. And I'm explain it to the people that don't know what redeem my stroke is. Redeem your stroke is for the fellas. <laughs> Um, when you have the opportunity to uh, partake in a little um, physical fun with a lady and you don't properly perform the way you should, and you might leave her without, without satisfaction. <laughs> so um, I can't speak for every man. And it only happened to me a couple times, to be honest with you. And when it happened to me, the first time I was 26, I was like, did I give her some trash, Nick? <laughs> I her some trash. And I wanted to redeem it. <laughs> and I never got the opportunity to do that. I never got the opportunity. opportunity. It only happened one time in this situation where uh, this is a while ago. And um, I didn't have the opportunity the opportunity to redeem my stroke. And so now I left with that BDR, that bad, di that bad dick report. Yeah. Because <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And just so you know, like, let's really break this down. We're going to break down this yeah. redeemed stroke because I got some thoughts on this. Okay. So once you get the bad report, you do know, like, that stands. You can redeem, yeah. but it never really completely yeah. cancels out that trash-ass sex. It, You're aware of that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. To a degree. If, for example, if you're with that person, <laughs> and, and if you're with that person and you build up enough credit with that one person after giving them the, after, after giving them the trash meat, mm -hmm. and, you, and, and you, after times after that, let's say you, you did your thing with that person and it was trash. They, she wasn't satisfied. But you, she your girl now. So now y'all going to have 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 100 more times of the sex. And let's say the rest of those 100 times are great. Of course, she remembers it, but she's not tripping off that, that BDR. Right, but it's still on the report. I just want yeah. you to know it's on the credit report. Like, it it, it don't so, erase. So, okay, okay. So, you can have some other points that balance it out. So if it, 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 you can't, what if you had some, some, some uh, events, some sessions that this, not necessarily erased it, but overpowered it. So many that one, and you got one hundred and one that were great, and that one that was trash. Right. Well, that's reason. true. And then it's also 
when you talk about redeeming, it's also points that we give too. So yeah. it, it is not just no, just one, you know, initial points, you know, we looking at, cause I wrote it down. I, I want to make sure we talked about this today. Was he drunk? You know, right. was he tired? I'm rating you on endurance, strength, longevity, size, girth, right, 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 freak. Right, right. Like, it's a lot of points. Right, right, it's right. not just one point. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, all of this shit got to lie. No, so yeah, some, yeah. so some of this can't be redeemed. It's ingredients. Oh, yeah, 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 so, yeah. Some of this, so some of this oh, yeah. can't just be redeemed. Like, right. if it's size and girth, nigga, ain't no redeeming. It's a wrap. Yeah. It's yeah, over yeah, with. Yeah. Redemption, hey, bro, you just without and you got to move on. <laughs> That's, it. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole situation. Yeah. So all right, in this situation, it's it was more so I was young and she pulled some toys out on me. And at that time I was like, what are you doing? And that threw me off. That threw yeah. me off. But I, it had never happened to me before. Not one time. And I'm a I'm an honest person. Up until that time, it had never happened to me. I was like, but I know I'm thinking, I know it's because of the toys because I wanted her bad. It wasn't her. I was very, very attracted to her. I was mm-hmm. waiting the time to get that. You know, I would have to get them yams. And I finally was getting them. And she pulled some toys out on some freak shit. And I was like, ah, gee, I, I'm not, I'm, I ain't theory just yet. I, it threw me off. I'm like, what, what are you doing with that? Why are you playing with that? And we doing our thing. Yeah. So it threw me off. And so, and I, and I probably would have had a chance at another opportunity, but I said some goofy shit. I think I said something like, yeah. I think I, I was I was disappointed in the situation. I had an attitude. And I said something to her about, like, the toy she brought or something. I, I said something goofy. I don't remember. And I think after that, we still, we we remained friends after that, but we never got, got it cracking again. Yeah, because uh, it was just the, trash, period. It was in our mind, which explains the toy skit. I saw that, too. Man, t- I watch yeah. all your stuff. Uh-huh. I saw the skit you did about toys. So but if we really, if we really believe in you, though, like, if we really want you to win... You're like, I know this. I know he can deliver better. I had that one time and then he got a chance to redeem it because I wanted him to redeem it because I was just, I believed in him. And then after the second time, I was like, man, I knew you could do this. I knew you could do it. Like, I literally said that. (laughs) I literally said that's why this skit related to me. It's another one. I'm coming too. Man, that shit is hilarious. Oh, yeah. yeah. Where'd that come from? You got a woman like that? Me personally, no, I'm 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 a more dominant man than that. But I know dudes like that. I got a homie. I, I played ball my whole life, so I know a lot of big ass dudes. And some of my homeboys, one one homeboy in particular, he know I love him, and he probably don't even know I'm talking about him, but he probably does. But like, he got a lady. <laughs> he got a lady that's that. She is. I'm coming too. She don't say that, but that's what she. That's what she. She lives that. And so he's a big dude, and he's a super aggressive guy. Like he type of dude that if you get him angry, you can't calm him down. You can't. Mm-hmm. So and, and he ripping the whole room up. But he'll go home, and his girl be talking to him crazy and. And he'd be like, oh, man, she tripping, man. But if, it's, if, it's, if, if, it, if it was a dude, he'd rip his head off. Yeah. If it's a chick, which is good. But he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, sub, he's very submissive to his woman. And so, mm-hmm. and it's funny. So that sketch is from, like, really not my experiences because I am uh, I like aggressive women. I like assertive women. If I say something, it's, it's going to have to stand. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And I'm coming too. You're hilarious. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but, uh, but, but, uh, Sade, Sade, uh, Sade is whatever Sade wants. Yeah. And in the sketch, Sade is, is the girlfriend's name. And, uh, whatever she wants is what she gets. And the, and the dude don't got that. He, all he got to do, all he, all he can do is oblige her. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I know, I know a lot of guys can relate to that. I know, I know a few guys who are just like that. And they were like, yeah. oh man, why the hell that shit happened to the last week? Well, he know that they cheating ass. She got to watch him all the time. I mm-hmm. remember having to feel that way at one point in time. All of the stuff that you do, one, 
your fascination with yams. And I'm just oh, asking yeah. questions because I know this is what your people want to know. Mm-hmm. What's up with your fascination with yams? And how do you find these women with these badass bodies? I mean, cold-blooded bodies, like mm. some of the best bodies I've ever seen. How do you find those women? And what made you, I mean, you literally made yams a whole, yeah, you know, like product line. And yeah. Which we appreciate. Those of the Yam community appreciate. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. how what made you like what what made you do that? And and how how does that? How, I guess people do a lot of people buy that stuff. The Yam watch and the Yam, yeah, you know, a lot of stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. it's a blessing. People have been purchasing. So uh, the, the merch is definitely doing well. And I thank everybody for doing it. I, I, and once again, I'm just the ambassador. You know, I'm not the only one that, <laughs> that appreciates Yams as such. But I'm I'm definitely a a, a huge admirer of of, of Yams. I'm front and back. So yeah. <laughs> I'm a dude, and I, you know, like I said, I'm a. Uh, we we men talk. We we know women. We know what what men like. Women know what men like. So, and um, yams. I didn't make the word the yams up, but I feel like I made it popular. You know, you did. Yams is a big part of like, uh my life. I'm I'm a, I'm always. If you have yams, I'm going to look. My lady knows that. My lady knows. Yeah. I, when she uh, when she, before I was her, I'm looking everywhere. And every time every time she gets up and goes to the bathroom, I'm looking. You yeah. know, and. I'm I'm looking because I admire the yams. I don't necessarily want the woman. I mean, in, in the yeah. sense that, meaning like, if I see a guy walking with his girl and he catches me looking at his girl's yams, I'm not going to go, bro, I don't want your lady, man. I'm just admiring, I'm admiring the cakes, bro. Yeah. yeah that's, <laughs> it. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's it. I'll never speak just to Just paying homage to the cakes. I'm paying homage. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. I'm mean, paying homage to the yams. So that's it. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and sort of my, my father, my father was a, he was an artist. So my father was yeah. an illustrator. So my dad, literally, he walked, walked to my house as a kid my whole life up until I graduated and moved out of his house. I asked my homeboys to tell you, the girls I dated would tell you, they come to my house, they see naked women on the walls. My dad was an artist. So he would like, literally like, women would come for new paintings. Dudes will mm-hmm. hire my dad to paint their new wife for like a birthday, like in a big portrait. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and my dad, and, and it, my dad was never like a creep ass dude to where like, he was fucking with a woman. He would just draw People, my dad loved beautiful women. He loved the 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 artwork that it, that is the physique. So I've mm-hmm. always I grew up like that. So I never even like you. I'm a type of dude that my homeboy had a beautiful ass woman. Where, yeah, it's yammed up, yammed out. She's sitting next to me in the whole, in the room by by ourselves, and he left for an hour or two. He know I ain't gonna touch her. I'm not gonna mm-hmm. say nothing. I'm gonna be in pocket. I'm not gonna say nothing inappropriate to her or nothing like that. But he understands. I I, I love yams, so I'm gonna look possibly, but I'm not gonna look to where she's uncomfortable. I'm not gonna see. She's mm-hmm. not gonna see me. Well, look. it makes us very comfortable. So just so you know, keep on looking. I'm comfortable. Hey, no, hey, comfortable. Hey, hey. I yeah, like, I like I like you looking. Indeed, indeed. And again, no disrespect to your woman. I'm just saying when men look, yes, that's what it is. Yeah. That's why I got my shit out. That's the whole point. Yeah, now that's me. Now everybody's not like that. I get right, it. I know right. the Me Too movement is different. So right. I'm not being toxic masculinity, what they say, but I enjoy men who appreciate the beauty of a woman. Right. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy, and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is gonna make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. 
You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. A lot of comedians now, you're using social media. I know there's a lot of hate from mm-hmm. the older comedians, all them internet niggas, they on the internet because it's something they feel they can't do. Tell me a little bit about how you feel about that because instead of waiting on a movie to come to you, you made the movie right. over and over and over, putting right. out content, constantly putting skits out, yeah. constantly, which is very different than those who kind of grew up with that stand-up only, I can only do stand-up. Yeah. Yeah. What's your thoughts on... Pretty much like the hate that you get from mm-hmm. other comedians who have been in movies. You know, I won't right. name names, but a lot of dudes really ain't feeling like how people like right. you are moving on the Internet. Right. What's your thoughts on that? And how, how has the Internet really been a blessing to you? Because I know you do stand up a lot right. of shows. Right. So right. Right. tell me about that. I'm going to keep it on it. I don't receive me personally. I know mm-hmm. that, it, that there's a lot of social media uh, um, creators that have that came into who, who are doing their thing and, and building their name. And they do get a lot of hate from the older comedians or just comedians who are not even older. They could be the same age, but they don't do content creation. They just do stand-up. And I started in stand-up. I went to film school, so I started in film. And, and um, however, like most of the comedians who are, I don't know Martin Lawrence, but I know a lot of the, I know a lot of the OGs in this game that have seen me over the years. I, and they know, they know me as a stand-up. So this mm-hmm. sketch stuff is something new to them. To, uh, new to them from me. So then they see that, they're like, oh, I see you, big dog, you doing your thing. They know I'm a stand-up already. I'm not sitting there saying I'm the best stand-up in the world, not at all. I'm still getting better and all that. But I, I've been doing stand-up for a long time to the point mm-hmm. where I can go ahead like my own tour last summer. And I was blessed enough to do that and be able to have the time and, and be able to entertain the people that came to see me. So um, they know I, I think from my, I'm, I'm not a person that didn't do stand up, but just started doing stuff on, on the internet, got famous, I'm not famous, got, got, got popping. And mm-hmm. I said, oh yeah, well, since I got this following and, and people laugh at my sketches or my skits, let me go and do comedy. And then a mm-hmm. lot of comedians like, see, you jump on the gun. It's equivalent to yeah. like the rapper that starts acting. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So 
the actor who sees a rapper who's popular, all of a sudden he getting the role that the actor would have gotten, but because he's a, a popular rapper, it happens. You know what I'm saying? People might look mm-hmm. at Tupac for doing certain things because he was a popular rapper or Ice Cube. But he started acting first. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people don't know that. People Exactly. So mm-hmm. before, I, to, to answer your question, if I did get some kind of hate, I've never really received anybody saying anything to me or even about me. I haven't, unless people are saying stuff behind my back and no one's telling me, which I doubt, but it's possible too, because if I found out, I'd probably do something unfortunate to him. But yeah. <laughs> that, that's another reason too. That's another reason too. In this industry, is not a lot of. I'm an actor. I'm a director, but I'm I'm a different dude. I'll come see you, you know. Yeah. And, and, and and not even on some physical stuff. But just like yeah, I'm no, a, but just I'm yeah. a direct man. What, what what exactly is your problem with me? And my thing is, if you haven't said it to my face, it don't it, it, it doesn't exist. Exactly. You know what I'm saying, and someone said, "Hey, guess what? Somebody said this about you." No, they didn't. I don't believe you. Right. I don't right. believe them. I got to hear from them for it to be true. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If, they, if not, if, they, if they're not willing to say it to to you. It doesn't. It doesn't mean anything. It doesn't exist. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Yeah, that's real. That's what but, uh, I tell people about my space and policy. Especially if we get mad at people on social media. This gang banging on social media. Yeah. I, that's, I don't. Under, I don't get that until we face to face. Yeah. And and, and you, you really and you really disrespect well, me in that way. But this Twitter banging and all you, that. You I don't. Know, you tweet. You can. Yeah. You can. You can <laughs> at me in the tweet and say you a whole ass nigga. Right. How about that? Don't mean nothing if it ain't in my face. Exactly. You understand yeah. that, so I'm not. I'm not even upset about it. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's cute. That's rhetoric, right? <laughs> yeah, that's rhetoric, exactly. Bro. Yeah, you know I mean? exactly. So, but I mean, I've never really experienced that. I've honestly, I've been blessed to be in a situation that I haven't had any bad encounters with people, and it's a positive situation. I'm, I'm about positive vibes. I, I've, I've yeah. grew up, I grew up in the in the in the, in the term a, a tumultuous area in the, in the lifestyle. So, I'm just happy to be here. And I'm, I'm I'm trying to spread the love and the positivity and these jokes. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's oh, it. That's man. how I feel. If you have, I, as a matter of fact, Josh said that yesterday. I posted a meme saying that if you get an emotional by something someone said on social media to you or posted, that means either you haven't been through real pain in life or yeah, yeah, yeah. you haven't healed through the pain that you've been through. Right. It's one of those two things. Because right. this shit don't move me out here. Nah, you know, I, not, I've, not I, I, this shit don't move me out until till you been in some situations, you know, where, yeah. where your life was yeah. on the line or somebody else's life was on the line or you've yeah. been physically hurt. I have, you know, till you really been in that type of shit. This internet shit ain't nothing. Right. I, I definitely think anybody disrespect you personally. I was just talking about the overall idea. You know, oh. I know it's just a lot of the older cats that really, because they feel like the only way they're going to act is if, you know, it's in a movie per se. Yeah. They kind of feel they above the skit thing. Yeah, of course. And, and so I think it's a way to keep your people engaged, especially yeah. during this pandemic, because they starving right now. Like you've right. been able to keep content. You do content, yeah. you know, not just saying something on the internet, but really working, putting in the time, putting right. out the films, putting out the content. How long does it take for you to, like, from beginning to end, from an idea to actually getting it on the internet? Um, Okay. It could, it could take... I, I'll, I'll tell you the fastest way. Um, I think recently, like, it might have been the the most the the second the, the second the last sketch I dropped with the wig the wig it was the the double standard man I watched yeah. it today <laughs> appreciate it I called her up the night the night before I said can you can you can, can we meet up tomorrow and shoot a sketch and she said yeah we met up on um, Monday morning Monday afternoon shot the sketch um, I thought of the idea um, well, I already had the idea in my head but I thought of the idea called her up we met that following afternoon we shot that sketch and then that evening. I edited the sketch and dropped it the next day. So I, is I that the one it. with the curls? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. She said, 
Don't do that bounce on my touch. She's funny. Bounce? Yeah, oh, yeah, she's Kanika, actually pretty Kanika, funny. Kanika, yeah, yeah, super talented. Super talented. She's dope. She's an easy woman to work with. But everybody I work with is easy. To be honest with you, yeah. I, I, I'm, a, I'm, I'm all about energy. I'm gonna keep it a hundred. Like we have a, we have fun on our, on our sets, but no one's uncomfortable. Ain't nobody getting arguments. Ain't nobody. Even when you're tired and a little hungry, we still have a good time. So yeah. uh, Kanika's dope. But most of the women I shoot with are dope, and my homeboys. They, 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 those are all my dogs, and we we yeah. are the reason why I'm where I'm at is because the homies around me are so supportive of me as I am to them. And yeah. there's no egos. There ain't no shoot my sketch, and I, I'm tired when it's time to shoot yours. We all get it in, and it's all. Yeah, the I noticed that you yeah. show a lot of other people stuff too. A lot of the other comedians you yeah. share a lot of love. That's a really all just side where I really want to interview you. I can tell your energy is just. Thank you. It's all love, not just highlighting other people that we don't know. Right. But also you're lifting other people as you climb and vice versa. Mm -hmm. Yes, indeed. And everybody doesn't do that. I was telling Charlemagne, he does that. And a lot of people don't do that. And I want to make sure that I'm always using my vehicle, whatever that is, you know, to show what other people are doing. Not to everybody, because everybody ain't worthy of that, of being in your space. But those that you know that's really out here trying to push and trying to get it, it's all love, and that's really what attracted yeah. me to you. Just your whole thing. Plus, you sexy. But again, I don't want to oh, disrespect man. your woman. So <laughs> I appreciate that. Thank, thank you. I'm blessed. You don't have lady. a homeboy that look like you or nothing. Oh, uh, lady says, damn, I do. You do? I do. Yeah, I, it's hard to tell somebody that you look like me, but I, I feel like people <laughs> think that we look like. Yeah, I got a couple of homies, but um, yeah. but is he funny like you? He is. is he funny like you? Check my did last make, video. Did, Okay. Did what, making women laugh? Did that help you get the yams as oh, we close? Does that help definitely, you? Definitely okay. did. You know, yeah, for sure. And you know what? Being smart too. Being smart in the hood. If you that helps too. Smart. Yeah. Like, this nigga said broccoli. He spelled it with two C's. Okay, this nigga <laughs> smart. Now, uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, that definitely helped me get the yams. For oh sure. yeah, being smart. Uh, but, uh, but being funny for sure. Funny. Yeah. Being funny gets yeah. you out a lot of stuff though. Yeah. Being funny gives you, uh, man, I, sometimes dudes want to hang with you. Uh, the blood niggas want to hang with you because you're funny. Uh, funny, man. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Hey, hey, do that thing. Hey, hey, how do the little impression? Of, uh, Eddie Murphy laugh. Do that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Well, I wonder, uh, real quick, just to fine tune the response to the question about the older OGs and the, the comedy. Yeah. And how sometimes a lot of people feel they're above the sketches. I get that. I understand where that's coming from. They're wrong, in my opinion. And they're wrong, in my opinion, because I feel like. The sketch world where I used, I used to write all these different sketches in these short films and try to pitch it to like bigger net uh, networks that, that were already cracking. You know what I'm saying? Different mm-hmm. networks, different like channels on, on on Facebook, channels on YouTube that have bigger platforms. I could put my sketches on their platform and I can just get some notoriety or get some notice from their platform on my sketches. And a lot they weren't messing with me. They wasn't mm-hmm. for some reason they wasn't biting. They were, and I knew a lot of the people there. All due respect, but they was wasn't messing with me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. For whatever reason, it wasn't until I decided to start my own page from scratch, zero followers, zero subscribers, and just say put my name on a big job and put my first sketch on there with zero followers, and then eventually get some views, eventually get some followers, and I built it. I built it to this. So now, anybody that comes to that big job page is literally there to see me. Most likely, unless they're here to see the hands or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, that's part. real, sweetie. They there yeah, to see you. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. I know you humble, but you earn that shit. Like, it's yeah. okay to, As opposed, to uh, give you your flowers. Yeah, that's that's yeah. what's up. You earn that shit. When did you start? When did you put your first sketch out? My first, uh, 2017 is when I, well, I had a page before the one I have now, and I wasn't yeah. consistent. I was putting work out there, but I, I might do one or two videos a year. 
You know what I'm saying? Because oh, I was wow. also I was also a hired I was a hired DP. I was a hired person that would do sound. I would edit your video. So I had other I, my thing is I got to a point where I was auditioning for different roles. I had an agent. I have an agent. I was auditioning for stuff and I was waiting for the waiting to be called, waiting to be picked. And then I was waiting to be hired to shoot someone else's vision. And I wasn't shooting my own visions. And I didn't really start getting serious until 2017, but I've been doing this stuff since 2010, right? 10 years ago. You know what I'm saying? So um, and I really got serious in 2017 because all the other ways I was hustling wasn't really getting to me, getting me, getting me where I wanted to be. Mm-hmm. Now that's I'm, what's I'm, up. Yeah, so that's what it is. Yeah, now I'm just uh, I'm not still not where I want to be, but I'm closer to that. I'm closer to where, I, where I'm where I'm going. So, but it comes down to the grind, you know. Yeah, uh, I I just said that consistency is everything. You know, I tell people they're like, oh. Matter of fact, somebody said I don't know if they was being funny or what. Well, if you've been in radio ten years, why I haven't heard of you? Just because you haven't heard of me don't mean I haven't been a radio 10 years. Right. Kind of going back to what you said about becoming a yeah. rapper or, you know, being a, a rapper turned actor. No, this has been a grind, my nigga. Like yeah. everything. Yeah. My first commercial, I was in the fourth grade. My my mother, you know, worked at a television station. So I've been on TV all my life. My first play that I wrote was at 12. First time I performed was at 13. I've been doing radio and television since the year 2000, grinding show after show, everything from blog talk radio nobody want to give you a shot, fuck it. Get on the internet and make your own right. shot. Exactly. No, if nobody clicking yeah. like, fuck it. You just keep putting the content out over and over mm-hmm. and over. Then I did talk radio in Orlando. I did talk radio in Oklahoma City. I had a TV show in Dallas. I've lived in five different cities. But way before this opportunity came, Boom. you know, way before this opportunity came, yeah. it's the grind and the consistency. And even when I'm learning about the podcast space, is the consistency, you know, putting out work every week, every week, every week. Yeah. That's the main thing. People listen, if you're trying to get your content and you really going to say you're a content creator, you got to really be in the lab about this shit. It's just not, you know, every now and then or whatever. Because right. I look at reviews of what other people say about other podcasts. Like, I like it, but you don't, you're not often enough. Right. So I'm really trying to make sure, you know, that same work ethic that got you where you are. And really cutting out that time to, to push that content out, that makes a difference. And so it sounds like you appreciate that, too. And oh, there's yeah. an appreciation right. that you'll get in this game. For Like you right. said, they know me from stand-up. Basically, you were saying, these niggas know me from stand-up. So I know yeah. they're not coming to me. Like, I didn't yeah. do it backwards. I came up right. in the game, you know, the right way. And that, that's right. a, it's a difference. And people right. respect that. And if you didn't, and if you didn't, yeah. no comedian, I don't care who you are, no comedian is a gatekeeper of when to start comedy and who to start and how soon should right, you start right. and how late should you start it. If a person says, oh, these, these social media uh, content c- comedians ain't real comedians, okay, then they get on stage and put the time in so they can become real stand-up comedians. And That's you should right. welcome them. And some people, there's just some comments, even if you're not doing social media content, some con- some comedians see a new comic that's there for the first time, they be like, they treat them like crap because of the, they feel like you're encroaching in my world. You're a new, a new comedian that might end up being, I think a lot of them find themselves feeling in, not inferior but like feel threatened by the next comedian that's coming as opposed yeah. to some comments they're like hey bro what's up man you got potential man you don't have no timing yet but let's talk let's, let's, let's take my number down man let's go meet up at some open mics and let's talk about mm-hmm. you getting stronger there's some mm-hmm. comedians like that so some comedians are in it for the wrong reasons the ones who are bitter are in it for the money only i won't mm-hmm. say money only but they haven't got to where they're at they haven't got to where they want to be at a certain age or a certain time and how many years they put in and they feel some type of way about that. And they see somebody else that might see some success in this in this comedy world a little sooner, and they feel jaded, they feel upset about it, and they and they they act on it. So, to those people, I say, man, this everybody got their own world, and they, I mean, their own lane, their own path. 
you might start out doing the same thing at the same time at the same age. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it might take me here to get back here. And then mm-hmm. you might go straight here, but we might end up being there at the same time. I watched mm-hmm. an interview with Samuel Jackson and he was on the chitlin circuit doing plays with Denzel, Morgan Freeman, Lawrence Fishburne, and all these other black male, male leads that are, that, that, that shaped our, 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 our black, our, our, our film, our film experiences over the last 30 years. He remembered those guys. They all grew, they came up together in their twenties and their early thirties. And Samuel Jackson was one of the last guys recruited out of the, out of the play, out of the, the live, live performance uh, world. And, and he's probably, made just as much or more money than all of them guys. Yeah, I, I read that Samuel Jackson made more. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, He's but he started later. Anybody. Yep. But he mm-hmm. got he got his he got his break later than everybody else did. Yeah. So you know what I'm saying? So yo, 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 uh, I'm I'm 38 years old. I started doing this stuff. I graduated from film school at 22. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it, everything I think God works in mysterious ways and everything happens for for, for a reason. You know, people say that and I want to plant this in your in your spirit. You know, they always say God work in mysterious ways. And I just want you to know there's nothing mysterious about him when he's moving on on your behalf. He's quite clear. The only one that's confused is us. Us, We don't listen to our discernment. We don't listen Mm -hmm. to our wisdom. He said that it will be. We just don't listen. Right. And I and I know we use that and I don't I'm not, you know, minimizing that that phrase that people use a lot. Well, you know, God work mysterious ways. No, he's the Arthur in the beginning, the beginning and the end. Alpha mysterious. And Omega. Yeah, he, he real clear about this. He the big I homie might, for real. You right. know, so think about that, that he's always known what he's had for you. Mm-hmm. And through yeah. your trust and your belief and how you kept grinding and how you kept moving through it all. I know you've lost more than you've gained. I've lost way more than I've gained. Right. I've worked for free way more than I've ever been paid, even mm-hmm. at this stage in life. Right. You really got to do this for the love yeah. and for something bigger than yourself. And whether Big that fact. is me in politics, wanting people to know, you know, what they can do to be a part of, you know, politics and how we, I'm getting ready to do a series uh, called Trapping Politics with Revolt. Whether it's you making somebody laugh, taking my mind off politics, we right. all have our journey in this. And the thing is to just keep grinding and to never give up. And that's what I see in you. Thank is there you anything so you want us to know before you get out of here? Where's your next show? How can people find you? Um, I, I don't have a show lined up yet. Just yet. I might have one in Dallas. Um, with my boy Craig Smith. Um, that's not set in stone just yet, but I might. It might be this coming month in December. Um, uh, I'm working on some stuff. Uh, working on a TV show that I'm putting together. I'm gonna produce myself, and we'll see how how good it how good it is, and and if it can get picked up in a bigger platform. If not, it can always go on my own platform. That's I know that's right. You know what I'm saying so. Not waiting on yeah. nobody, just making that uh, shit happen. Follow you on Big Jaw everywhere. Is that where Big they Jaw, can? Two G's. Yep. B I G G J A H. Two G's. Big Jaw on Twitter, Facebook, IG, and YouTube. Okay. And my app too. If you ever want to uh, yeah. see all my sketches and all my and, and watch me live and do more interaction with with the supporters, I have an app called the Big Jaw app. You can go it on your Google Google Play Store, Google Play Store, um, Apple Play Store, or go to my website bigjaw.com forward slash app and you know go ahead and download that. The Hood Good Store, all of that. What about that? The Hood Good Store. The, you can yeah. all my merch. You know I'm saying yeah. bang my line. What, what bang my line. Happening? What's happening? <laughs> yeah, go to my hood. Go, yeah, go to the hoodgoodstore.com. T H E H O O D G O O D S T O R E dot com and go snatch you up some merch if you can. If not, it's all good. I love life regardless, and you should I do know, too. I, I um, know that's right. 
Everybody, you were listening to the big homie, Big John. I'm telling you, I enjoyed this interview. I appreciate you stopping by. Make sure you go check out all of his skits. All of the ones that I mentioned are my favorite. C&B Classics, Crippin' Blood Cat Classics. That's hilarious. Go look at the series, Where Is She From? Go look at the series, I'm Coming To. Go look at the series, Redeem My Stroke. I mean, I can go on and on. I literally watch this man 24-7, one of the funniest people, not just on the internet, not just on Instagram, but period. And I just appreciate you stopping by and all that you've done. I wanted to tell him face-to-face and tell you face-to-face just how much of an impact you've kept my head straight through this pandemic and this aggressive-ass uh, political season that we just got through, and we still got a couple of more to go. So thank you so much for joining me. Love thank life. Thank you. Love yourself yeah. to the max all day. Thank you for having me. To Holly the back. max. Love you call me. Everybody, you've been listening to Straight Shot No Chaser. Share, tell a friend, and until next time. If you like what you heard on Straight Shot No Chaser, please subscribe and drop a five-star review and tell a friend. Straight Shot No Chaser is a production of the Black Effect Podcast Network and iHeartRadio. I'm Teslin Figaro, and I'd like to thank our producer, editor, mixer, the one and only Marcy DePina, our mix master, Dwayne Crawford, and our executive producer, Charlemagne Nagat. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk? Get vaccinated. But but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't give Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.